Shea. And this is delusional as fuck. Welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> the welcome back in unison, it just hits. Different. It hits good. Welcome back. Is this our first time that we're recording in the new year? It is, huh? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my gosh. Here we are, the 2024 versions of us. It is the 9th of January as we're as recording. We're recording. This. <laughs> how do you like the new you so far dude i love it i'm i'm a new i'm a new girl me too <laughs> i feel i feel optimistic about this year i feel good i feel already different me too do i look different yeah what's different even more angelic than ever <laughs> what's what's different about me shay <gasps> putting you on the spot oh your new eyelash extensions no but also <gasps> i do have did you get your haircut no, that's tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Fuck. What's different? What, your collarbones? Maybe that's a hint. What did you do? <laughs> you got a you got a spray tan? I got no, I self-tanned. Oh, okay, okay. The you lighting know, so, that I'm in is not good right now. The, yeah, the lighting that we record in because as everyone knows, we record at night a lot of the time. Um, both of the lighting in our offices are interesting. And yeah, I I can kind of tell but you have like mood lighting in your office. I know. I'm literally under like a purple light and I'm testing you. That's so mean. But I really said new year, new me. Yeah. Hot girl shit. Eyelash extensions, haircut, self tan. Oh yeah. You said fuck the winter uglies. I know. You know, I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm starting to look ill. Like I was getting so pale. I've been contemplating the self tan lately. Like it's been in the back of my mind and I actually bought a body exfoliator because I was thinking if I'm going to be self tanning soon, which is a possibility, I need to exfoliate the shit out of myself first. Yes. And it feels amazing. That's what, that's what I did. Shaved, exfoliated, did an everything shower and then applied it. And I also got one for my face, which I've never done before. Yeah. I haven't done that either. I would need to do that. I've been scared. I've in the past Me I was too. really scared to tan my face and I literally just had a tan body and a super white face, but this time cuz I don't wear foundation anymore. So I had really no choice but to tan my face and it came out okay. What drops did you do? Isle of Paradise? No, Tan Lux. Tan Lux. Those are like the two that everyone uses, huh? Yes. I got it 50% off at Ulta. <gasps> they had the sign up that said 50% off and then I went to check out and it didn't come through on the register and I was like it says 50% off just want to check like no big deal and then they went and checked and they were like oh yeah they were like we'll honor it for you but it's expired so I got him 50% off good but then take down your damn sign that's not my problem yeah I recommend I've been feeling so much more confident yeah I'll probably I'll probably self-tan this week I'll let you know if I get the drops and I'll probably ask you how to use them even though I can search online Sounds good. I'll give you the tips that I that I tried because I did learn some stuff. Like my hairline was literally so white because I didn't push it all <laughs> no. the way in. <laughs> I always feel the need to ask my friends who I know who I know have used a product if there's like a specific way to use it before using it, even if I can ask the internet. Of course, like it's different. Alexis, before I self tanned, I had her send me a whole voice message giving me her self tan routine mm-hmm. when I could have just looked at online. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I prefer my friends' opinions and ways of doing things. Did you get um, Loving Tan? Oh, I think so. It's the best. Wait, I think I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. There's like a little the heart. The Australian one at Ulta mm-hmm. and it's pink. 
I think yeah. so. Yeah. She's good. I'll probably mm-hmm. do it. Stay tuned. But anyways, I got a printer. Exciting. Exciting times. And I just needed to let the people know because I said in the last episode that I was going to get one because I wanted to make a physical vision board, which I've never done. Mm-hmm. I've only done digital ones in the past. So yesterday I was planning on making the vision board, but I only wound up being able to print out the photos because it took me like so long to figure out how to get my computer wirelessly connected to this printer. But alas, I was able to connect it, but then it was like too late to sit and do the vision boarding situation and I didn't want to rush it. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll do that tonight after we record, but that's fun. I love getting a new device. Have you used Freeform? Freeform? It's this new Apple thingy. Mm. I, I've actually seen the name. Yes. On the thing. On the computer or something? Yeah, it's like a widget or an app or something that with a new Mac update. Yeah, I haven't used it though. I'm obsessed with it. I've switched everything over to it. That's where I made my vision board this year. What is it? I don't even know how to describe it. It's basically an internet scrapbook situation oh. where you can put your pictures, but they also have symbols and you can draw and it's um, you can make it like a bullet bullet style you know you know what i mean okay. like the dots mm-hmm. so that's where i made mine and i freaking love it okay i'll have to try it out because yeah I, I saw it pop up when i updated my computers and stuff and i didn't know what it was and i just ignored it <laughs> I, d- I wasn't curious enough to open it that's usually how i am with the new applications, applications but because i have my new laptop i was like let me just like i was just using it all you know i was exploring mm-hmm. and then i was like this is cool hmm, okay mm-hmm. i'll have to take a look mm-hmm. because it is fun sometimes to do a little mini vision board for your phone i've done that before and made it my screensaver mm-hmm. and i did really like that so maybe i'll do it again anything else you've been up to so I am considering transitioning off of my birth control after this week, which is Ooh. spooky, so spooky. And I really am saying new year, new me, <laughs> like legit going all in, going all in. But about six months ago, I read Beyond the Pill. I think that's by Dr. Brighton. Six months ago, I read the book. Six months ago, I started following some of the things that she recommends. I bought a ton of the supplements don't listen to anything that I say as far as medical advice. I have no idea what I'm doing. I literally just read the book. I followed what she said and it's been six months. So I feel like I should be as ready as I'm going to get at this point to Mm -hmm. kind of transition it. And hopefully my body has enough of the nutrients to kind of support and sustain itself and not get totally out of balance. But I don't know. I'm so fucking scared. I have no good tips. I know that that's just... I feel like that's just such a relatable thing right now with girls around our age who kind of got put on it really young or just took it really young without really fully understanding or knowing if how long they wanted to be on it or without really having a plan, which Mm -hmm. was my case. And then I'm kind of now deciding that maybe it's not right for me, not because I want to get pregnant, but let's make that clear. I just have other reasons for not wanting to be on it anymore but Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I will feel better emotionally mentally physically but I also don't know so that's just where I'm at yeah I'm so scared if anybody has any tips let me know 
Yeah, I have a few friends that also just recently transitioned off of birth control, like in the past year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just so different case by case. But I don't know. I I haven't been on birth control since I was like 19 or 18 or 19. And I only went on it for like half a year. Did you have any effects so, when you got off? Not that I like clearly remember, but also I was like an 18, 19 year old girl. So... I feel like your hormones are already all over the place and your mood and every all of that. So mm-hmm. I wasn't as in tune with my body either at the time. And some women have absolutely no symptoms. Some women get a whole bunch of symptoms. It really depends. But from what I understand, it's like you just shouldn't do it cold turkey. So for like the past six months, that really mm-hmm. has been my intention to heal, I guess you could say, or regulate my body as much as like is in my control. I'm also not... 100% positive if I'm going to transition off of it right now or if I'm going to wait another month. I do have another pack, but I'm still deciding. But it'll be soon. Well, you're going to have to keep us updated with your journey. We'll see how it goes and I probably will share updates here and there. Well, today we're going to be talking about things that they didn't teach us in college about the real world as two girls who are four years post-grad as of this year can you believe that that you're soon to be four years post-grad I officially am as of December I'm four years post-grad but yours is going to be like in May June right yeah I graduated in 2020 but it feels crazy I can't believe it so much time has passed I know but also it was all COVID so I'm also like what has happened like that four yeah. years felt like so like what did it what I don't know. I mean, I opened a store and like started a business and became an entrepreneur and had like great success a in corporate it. job for yeah. a year. But <laughs> it still in a way feels like it has not been four years. I know it's weird because for me, it feels like it definitely has been four years. But then also like it was yesterday. I guess that's how we all look at time. I feel like that's how you hear people talk about relationships when they have kids, everyone talks about time in that sense. And I feel like that's kind of just the case for everything in life I've come to <laughs> acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Time is a weird thing, but we are older. We are wiser. We're hotter. <laughs> We're hotter. Ho- well, we are. Work. I'm working on it. I was pretty hot in college. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I got the COVID uglies real bad. That's okay. But yeah, we're going to talk about things that we feel like we didn't learn in college, but that, well, I know for me, I really wrote down things that I wish college would have taught me. They're kind of all over the place. Some might be about career, but some are about life. And hopefully, you know, if you are someone that's a little bit younger, still college age listening to this, maybe this will help you feel a little bit more prepared for the world I feel like some of mine were a little bit just more random and like lighthearted. I kind of thought of it as like things that I wish I had learned in college and I kind of thought of it <laughs> as things that I learned after college that I wish I learned in college but nevertheless both are things that they didn't teach us in college about the real world okay I'll go first a degree is not your golden ticket to a career starting off real strong with the pessimism <laughs> Mm. Mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. I feel like I'm lucky to have had some professors that did offer guidance and encouraged us to prepare for the job search that was ahead of us. But I just wrote this down because I have a lot of people in my immediate life that graduated with their degree and they're fully competent, but are having a hard time landing a job. And it just goes to show that like you can be the best student and have excelled in college, but that doesn't always set you up, unfortunately, to land the career that you want. And that's a harsh reality that I feel like a lot of people have to face after graduating college. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is relevant now more than ever because I think in the past, like I'm thinking probably boomer baby generation. The 90s? (laughs) Maybe even before then. That college was a guarantee for a job like Mm -hmm. that was the golden ticket for a job but now it is absolutely not having a college degree means nothing yeah and it's honestly a joke what employers are offering to pay college educated people of society yeah it's gonna keep getting harder i think now with ai and everything don't get me started (laughs) on ai started on ai (laughs) but (laughs) the world is changing we all know and yeah i know so many people who are recent grads but they really they maybe didn't do a ton of other stuff aside from just focus on getting their degree because they're attending university and that's what you're supposed to do and now they can't get jobs because they're competing with tons of other people maybe other people who have more on, on the resume so it's definitely reality check well my first one honestly was taxes i didn't really add much else to that but <laughs> i just wish that college would have taught me just a singular thing about taxes i don't i don't think it did it didn't right no like in our finance classes that's not something that was discussed well, and right? we were in business finance so it's not personal finance like yeah personal finance should be a requirement you should have a financial literacy class that is mm-hmm. a requirement to enter the world i am daring to say that they should even teach you this in high school as a requirement to I yeah graduate I would have to agree because you start working you could start working at 16 17 18 yeah and I'm talking not just like a tiny paragraph in a textbook like I think there needs to be a class a taxes for dummies class for all young people of society that's required yeah Yeah, like that yeah maybe if you're not even in college it should be required because it's so difficult to figure out if you go into entrepreneurship and owning your own business it's hundred times more difficult to figure out it Mm -hmm. is the most confusing thing on the planet and if you fuck up there are serious consequences yes a lot I feel like I didn't even really understand like tax fraud until like later on in life like that's not something that I intuitively just under I don't understand how it's supposed to be intuitive and I like kind of understand by assumption but it's not like I could explain it to someone it's very difficult yeah I, I don't think I could explain it either like do you do you know about like Roth IRAs my sister always asked me about this too. Yeah. Only because it was an option to set up with my first big girl job. I think I had a 401k, mm-hmm. but then it's like, you need to roll it over to a Roth. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, what are the differences? I'm so confused. Yeah. It's a lot. How much money should be going in there? Yeah. And if you fuck up one thing on your, your W2, wait, mm-hmm. not, that's not what it is. See, I don't even know the fucking form names, the form that you have to fill out for when you get employed whatever form that is but if you put one of the numbers wrong like the dependent no dependents whatever you can wind up owing thousands on accident 
if you didn't, if there wasn't like enough being put aside, withdrawn from your check, there, there are so many repercussions that you might have to deal with just by not being literate in the documents that you have to fill out legally. But it's like, where the fuck are you supposed to learn to fill this out? I know it's honestly shocking to me that we're just going on to the real world unprepared. I know. And sometimes tax consultants don't even understand some of the documentation. It's which is no, yeah, it's very convoluted. Yeah. And there's a lot of different forms and different. What are the what are those things called? Like the. Oh, oh, I it's on the tip of my tongue. Write off. No, not write offs. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's with a D. Yeah, deductions? Deductibles? No. Deductibles. <laughs> <laughs> they should teach us that point blank. Okay, on the topic of personal finance, why did they not teach us that starting to build your credit young is so important for mm. financial independence? If that's a goal for you, and also if you do not have parents to rely on. So true. It's so important. And I feel like sometimes, or at least in my experience, when I was younger, I looked at credit always as a bad thing just because, okay, exposing because people in my family, a lot of people in my family didn't have the best credit. So I always thought it was a negative thing. I always thought, don't get a credit card. And then I got a little bit older and I was like, I need to get a credit card because you need to start building your credit if you ever want to buy anything on your own account. Or mm-hmm. rent an apartment. And so when I was 21, I got my first credit card. And I'm so glad that I did because it allowed me to be able to start building my credit. And the another pro and con to taking out all of your student loans under your own name is it started my line of credit right when I turned 18 and started college. So that was really helpful. But it's so important to start a good line of credit when you're young, but also you need to know how to be responsible and how to manage it in order to use it to your advantage. So again, personal finance class would be so beneficial to the greater society. Yeah. In college, I also was so anti-credit card. Like I refused. I just, I always talked myself out of it. I always said, I don't need that. I never want to be reliant on a credit card I never want to go into debt I was so afraid of it and I really didn't understand why it would be how it could be beneficial Mm -hmm. until I started dating Brandon and Brandon knows everything about everything and he was like no you need to get a credit card yeah he's my consultant (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he knows a lot of things and I think I found one that also gave me a bonus when I opened it so then I was more convinced because you know how some credit cards they'll give you like a hundred dollars or hundreds of dollars even if you open up a credit card with them so and then after that I kind of checked my credit score and I had a good one and then I was like oh cool this is fun Mm -hmm. it's like a game working on the credit score is kind of a fun game once it's in a good place right so I I guess I still don't fully really understand like it's a weird concept yeah it is a it's a weird concept that like how much power your credit score can hold (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it it just gives you so much more opportunity in the future if you're looking to like make any large purchases or investments or how a house is probably the most important thing a car anything of that alone sort yeah if you want to open a business 
too. Mm. I'd I would imagine that having a good credit score would only benefit you. So yeah, I think it's shit that they don't teach us about this because it's so important. I agree. On to the next one. I really wish in college I learned absolutely anything about self-regulating because Mm -hmm. this is not even a term that I feel like I heard until very recently. And I realized that this is the most crucial facet to know as a human being Mm -hmm. is how to self-regulate. And uh, college did not teach me shit about this. In fact, college did not teach me shit about anything really (laughs) emotional yeah. spiritual or practical in terms of I'm trying to think of like in terms of physical mental health and well-being mm-hmm. maybe there was some people who did learn this like maybe they had a counselor or something but or psychology classes those do help sometimes psychology I don't know but I feel like it would be so helpful if honestly probably even as young as elementary yeah. School kids were able to learn self-regulation. I agree. I actually think my mom, she teaches a little bit about this because she teaches preschool kids with special needs. And I think she dabbles a little bit in like the deep breathing, in the stating or identifying how you feel. Oh my God, I love her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send my kids to her preschool. She is a great teacher. I just think that this is so important for anybody of any age, but the younger, the better for this one. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. Okay, this goes in a totally different direction, but this is just on the topic of adulting. I learned this the hard way, but most of the time you need to let your landlord know or your leasing office know at least a month in advance if you're planning on renewing your lease or moving out. <laughs> Did you know you knew that? 30 day notice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know when I l- learned it, but probably when I first like rented my first They apartment. should teach this to adults. I did not know this. And when I was moving out of my first apartment where the lease was under my name and my roommates, we just thought the lease would be up if we didn't contact them to renew it. We didn't know we needed to let them know that we were going to be moving out. We just thought that if we didn't renew it, that would communicate that we're not going to be continuing to live here. And luckily, we contacted the leasing office. I think it was like 20 days before we were planning to move out. Then she's like, oh, well, you're going to have to pay rent until like this day. And I was like, oh, she was like, you're supposed to let us know 30 days before you're moving out. And we were like, oh, none of us knew that. But you didn't sign a new contract and your contract was already ended? Well, no, it was going to be ending. Oh, But we never, like, none of us ever communicated that it wasn't going to continue. I mean, I feel like that is something that the it's the landlord's responsibility. I mean, it's also written in the lease terms, I know. Yeah. But it's, I just feel like it's one of those things that's, like, if there is a property manager, they should be like, hey, heads up, you need to let me know by this date, thanks. Yeah, but you know how the shitty landlord situation goes well I don't know this is just me saying not you specifically Natalie you but just like you know how it goes we didn't have like the best leasing office so no they were not on top of it they expected us to be on top of it and like you said it's in the lease so Mm -hmm. what we're gonna sit there and read the 60 page lease no I'm so sorry yeah 
it would be nice if contracts were a class and I think I did take a business law class that was kind of interesting but just not business related a general in life hey don't get sued Uh this is maybe some of like the best tips on how to not get sued (laughs) like how to read a contract like the things to know because so many people I feel like get themselves into these horrible situations because they just don't know Mm -hmm. and can you really blame a person for what they don't know exactly I don't know maybe but also maybe not yeah well going along with that I wrote a cleaning course could actually be um great I just feel like if there was a class that taught people how to clean it would help a lot of people with roommates Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah because it's like not everybody knows okay I, I I understand I guess if people's parents did not teach them like you have to clean like you have to clean your dishes a certain way and your bathroom a certain Mm. way and the floor and there's germs in certain areas and I think in college if they taught a course on how to clean it would just make so many people's lives so much better living with roommates I agree honestly what I've gathered from what we've talked about so far is that I mean okay I feel like maybe some people might laugh at me coming to this revelation but (laughs) that like we don't learn any life skills in college and maybe maybe some may argue that's not the point but should we integrate some of these in there I don't think it would hurt to be like a more well-rounded individual you know the university system is not here to help us they're here to (laughs) They're here to help their worker bees become better worker mm-hmm. bees. But maybe going forward after the AI takes over, college will look something more like this. Huh. Just you just teaching everyone how to be a great functioning member of society. Or how to code. One or the other. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. This one is niche. This one is a little bit more niche. But it's relevant to my experience. Your life doesn't end after you've retired from your sport, but you'll need to be intentional about making time to explore other activities to fall in love with. I think anyone that was an athlete growing up and into college, that's your whole life and that's your passion, like 100% what takes up, well, at least this is speaking from my own experience. This is what took up like at least 50% of my mental capacity at all time. Other 50% was probably school and Then I got out of college and I feel like I had the most major identity crisis. And you knew me during this era, Natalie. Remember when I would always say like I'm having an identity crisis and I was like 22. Mm -hmm. I just did not know what to do with my time. And that was my whole identity to my core. Like I was a cheerleader. That's like what I branded myself as. And then I retired. I finished college I didn't continue to stay involved in any capacity like I didn't move on to coaching which I always thought I was going to do growing up and I feel like I lost this entire the most major part of my identity and I feel like only in the past few years have I began to explore more facets of like who I am and kind of decide on like other things that I can latch on to but at the same time, it's crazy because I don't know if I've necessarily found anything that I've ever felt like as passionate about. And that freaks me out. Yeah, I think with sports, there's that competitive factor that probably I would imagine really 
it feels if it's fulfilling I'm, mm-hmm. I'm i'm assuming it's something that you focus on it's something that you work towards and just in general with anything like that when you don't have it it's so weird because yeah. you're like well, what am i what am i working towards what am i what am i living for no literally exactly along with like how time consuming it is and the structure that it gives you like my whole life revolved around it for years and years and years mm-hmm. and then then I had all it felt like I had all this free time but I didn't even know what I wanted to do with it but did you think you were going to become like a professional cheerleader one day no I thought that I was going to be a coach I like really oh. did oh yeah I could see that I mean you still could I know but I mean I'm out of practice and I and things just like I feel like in any sport things change all the time as far as techniques and stuff and I just feel like I would be so behind mm-hmm. I mean never say never but as of right now also like it's weird because now that I'm I've kind of moved on from that phase I think about it sometimes and I'm like would I want to go back and like try to coach and I actually don't know if I would at least at this phase in my life because again it's like so time consuming whatever end of it you're on but yeah like I've become happy with the things that I fill my time with Mm -hmm. but it it did take time and that was like a big learning lesson for me after college yeah, I feel like we see this with ath- like professional athletes, you know, like the ones who retire. Mm-hmm. Like, don't a lot of them kind of end up in not great. Just like plateauing or like kind of, yeah. Like even mentally, they start struggling at a really young age after retirement. Physically, their bodies deteriorate. So I know it's it's really tough. Yeah. This is more personal because I think we're getting into like the more personal ones now, but... When you're young, it's actually okay to take risks Mm. because, well, when I was in college, I definitely had the mindset that I need to be safe always. Like I need to be safe always. And it's one of the reasons that I got the, I keep calling it a big girl job, even though like my job is very much a big girl job. My career is very much a big girl job. The corporate job. For some reason, like in my head, the corporate job is just like. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, I think of it as like so professional, like the big girl, but the corporate job that I had, I felt like I needed it because I couldn't just take the risk and the leap of faith and go straight into being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. On one hand, I don't regret that at all because I got like the safety and I still got to build up my business on the side. But on the other hand, I do wish there was a part of me that just felt like I could just kind of go for it and not be afraid about what people think of me or not be afraid about like the potential risks of it but maybe that's a little bit irresponsible of me to say and it's so different for everybody but I do wish that I didn't feel like so scared you know yeah no I can I can understand that too and I feel like there is even some some like subconscious sense of needing the validation and I'm not trying not to like read you here I'm just saying in general I feel like this happens with a lot of people who decide to go to college and might want to go more of the entrepreneurial route but maybe feel like they need the validation of getting a more corporate job before jumping into that world just to be like yeah I got my degree and I like did something with the degree yeah, and there, there's I definitely had that feeling, and I feel like there is that feeling for a lot of people. That's like even though they have maybe a great idea or they have like a 
just a feeling like a, maybe a gut feeling or an like a force kind of a feeling that maybe is pulling them in one way they're like you know I have to stick with this thing that mm-hmm. I that I went to college for that is safer that's more stable but then you know a lot of people end up being miserable and maybe they can never get out of it once they're in it like I feel like I was really lucky because I got out of it one year and I was able to kind of pursue from there and I had some really great opportunities but I and I'm so like fortunate for that because I know that's not super common and it's definitely not the case for everybody as far as like entrepreneurship goes and opportunities but I think that when we're young this is kind of the time to take risks I feel like I've always had that belief I've always thought of it as I don't have kids I don't have tons of like responsibilities that you know, if worst case scenario, it all kind of like goes belly up. Like I can rebuild, like I can rebuild Mm -hmm. my wealth and whatever. And I kind of feel like that mindset's really empowering for me. Honestly, I wish I would have heard that when I was in college because I feel like I always had the mindset of I need to get out of college and I need to be stable immediately. Honestly, I frankly, I feel like I still have that mindset that like I need to be completely 100% financially stable like at the age that I am am at right now and I felt like this since I got out of college like I need to be fully financially independent stable set but like you said that's not the case like there's always ways and I think like especially when we're younger if you do do anything risky and like you say it doesn't work out there are so many other ways that you can you know make the money and recover and build yourself back up but I feel like there is that fear it is scary it's a scary thing to do yeah it's a scary thing to do it's also a scary thing to recommend because honestly like (laughs) safety like is so important and stability is so important but it's so it's different for everybody and I can't explain it because I just I think it's a feeling inside Mm -hmm. that some people have yeah and I think in some cases it is important and worth the risk to follow that feeling versus kind of settling for mediocrity. Yeah. One of the quotes that I would like repeat in my head to myself and I had it on a thing in my room in college because I was so like set on like being great was you did not wake up today to be mediocre. That was my oh, yeah. anthem. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I think it's intense, but like I like it. Yeah. And that is the mentality that I feel like college students like should have you know like you're so fucking young you could do anything that you want Mm -hmm. you don't have kids usually typically you don't have a ton of responsibilities like go and don't give two fucks about validation Mm -hmm. one that I have that relates a lot to what you were just saying is you can change your mind whenever you want Mm -hmm. I I think like in college we stress a lot about what the next step is going to be or the step after college is going to be that it needs to be the right one, but it doesn't have to be. You can like, we'll just use Natalie for example, because she's the only other person here. (laughs) And I feel like a good example of this, but like she takes the corporate job and she's like, Nope, this isn't for me. Changes her mind and like does, you know, finds her calling essentially. And yeah, I feel like that's just a testament to like you don't need to know what you want to do specifically. Like just all you can do is go with what feels right in the moment, honestly. 
You can change your mind. You can change your clothes. You can change your hair. That's just the way <laughs> it goes. I could not stop thinking of that song the whole time you were saying that. <laughs> it's true. It's the truth. Whenever you want. And also, like, even later in life, you can change your mind. You can always change yeah. your mind. That made me think of another one, which is that life is fun. Yes. I think this is so fucking not. What's the word? It does not come naturally to me that the world is fun. Like I'm more of like the world is a scary place, but I wish genuinely if they were to teach something like this in college, that like the world actually really can be fun and you can view the world as this fun, incredible place. Mm -hmm. Life would be better because it is at the end of the day. What are we? We're like tiny little ants on a speck of dust floating through what like you've seen the TikToks. I don't know. It's you've seen Horton. Here's who. Right. Well, I, <laughs> sure. I don't get it, but yes. We know that we're so small and insignificant, but yet every single problem that we have is usually not that great of a problem. Almost everything can be fixed. Mm-hmm. And almost everything is not that serious. There are a few things that are that serious, but almost everything is just not that serious. And it can be a fun life if we try to make it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times in the quote-unquote adult world a lot of people will do the fear-mongering thing that like a lot of women say that moms or parents do when they're going to become new moms like just wait just wait until you're until you're an adult and the real world hits you like mm-hmm. or just wait until I'm an adult and I've gone and done my schooling and I've gotten my job and now I work like a normal person and I make good money to where I can actually like go out and enjoy the world Mm -hmm. just wait until that but it's always I feel like a lot of people do go the negative route when talking to younger people about adulthood Mm -hmm. and I mean I always try to think of it it's like I am one decision away from being happy you don't really necessarily like even have to wait if like you don't want to like it's all just like one little mindset shift away from playing make-believe even as an adult we can still do it and we can still fantasize and we can still make our dreams come true and we can still dream even Mm -hmm. I feel like as we get older it kind of becomes hard to even continue to dream you know with just everything like all the stress and the fear like the fear-mongering and it's just like so it becomes harder and harder and harder to be your own person. But you know who's really expanding for me is those little old ladies that are just so fucking happy and chill. Like, you know yes. the ones. That's Nothing the type bothers of content them. that I love getting on TikTok too. Like the just little old ladies that are stopped for interviews and stuff and asked about their lives. And I'm like, that is the goal. Like they're, I don't know, just how at peace they are with life. And the life that right? they've had. Sometimes when I'm stressing out or I'm worried or I'm like, usually if I'm like thinking about what other people are thinking about me or stuff like that, I just think to myself, think about those little old ladies. Think about you actually being a little old lady. And looking back on your life. And looking back, like, would you really want to make a decision based off of how other people might perceive you or they might judge you? Like, who cares? That is this so insignificant. Mm-hmm. I saw... A video one time of this little old lady that was stopped in New York and she was like maybe 80 something and this guy stopped her and he was 
he asked her if she's happy and she said yeah and then she went into this whole spiel I wish I could literally recite it verbatim because I just remember the feeling that I got listening to her say this but she was essentially saying something along the lines of that she knows she's getting older and that her years left on earth are limited and she just wants to wake up every day and have a good day Mm. and I was like we should all be living like that because because like she's saying this as like a woman in her late 80s you never know like I don't know how many years I have left but like okay this is me getting (laughs) dark but like do any of us truly you know Mm -hmm. know how many years we have left no nope there's no guarantee and if these old women who are obviously nearing the end of their life can be so just like at peace and chill and they like laugh at everything like I don't even know if I know of like an old lady like this personally like <laughs> maybe a couple but I just have this old lady in my head she's she lives rent free in my head I feel like she lives by the beach she's the older she, you she's oh my god that's so sweet <laughs> she lives by the beach she wears like flowy dresses that are like really fun and she just fucking vibes and mm-hmm. she's so happy and this woman exists because I know I've seen women like this and I always think to myself like they are just amazing I just got butterflies because a memory just came up when you were telling me that story and it makes me emo when I think about it so I'm gonna share it one day I'd say during COVID ish like when COVID was kind of dying down when everyone was trying to find stuff to do outside of the house Because, you know, everything had to be outdoors. You couldn't gather in more than six people or whatever it was. But me and Alexis, which for the listeners is one of my best friends, we were like finding anything to do. And we were roommates at the time. So we were like, let's go watch the sunrise in Laguna. And so we go to Victoria Beach. Yeah. Have you heard of it? It's like a very pretty beach. And there's like Mm -hmm. a little castle thing there. It's really cute. But we were like, let's go to Victoria Beach. Like we went. I think at literally like five, we got there at like 5 a.m. or something or something crazy before the sun rose during summertime. And we had just a beautiful morning. And then there hadn't been any people really on the beach at that time, of course, because it was like really fucking early. And we were doing like headstands and more people started coming out of their houses. There were people like walking on the beach. Oh, I left this part out. They're like gorgeous mansions, like beachside mansions lining this beach. And so those people that lived there, they started coming out of their house in the morning, taking their morning walks, walking their dogs. And there was this like little old lady and me and Alexis were doing headstands like in our bikinis. And she walked over to us and she was like, I used to be just like you guys. You guys are like bringing me back, bringing back all of these memories of like when I was younger with my girlfriends. And we were just like chatting with her. And she said that she lived in like one of the gorgeous mansions. She's like, oh, I live right over there. And we were like, wow, isn't that the dream? And she's like, it could be you guys one day. Or she's like, you Aww. guys will have it one day too if you really want it. And I was oh like, my gosh, <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. So special. And I, I love to see it. I love to see a woman living her life successful, happy. Was she a happy woman? Yeah, she was. And just like taking her morning stroll in front of her beachfront house in Laguna. And, Amazing. You know, just doing her thing. And I was like, I remember her so vividly too and I was like dang this is like truly the life Mm. that she's living maybe the universe sent her I know (laughs) no no, I'm getting too deep with it the universe (laughs) sent her to you as like an expander you know that's what I believe 
I'm so glad you re-sparked that memory because I used to think about it a lot more, but oh, she was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more? Do you want to take us home? I have one more. We'll end it on this one. Something is better than nothing. It's not all or nothing. This is like something that I wish that somebody had pounded into my head when I was younger because I feel like I've always had this all or nothing mindset. We'll use the example of eating healthy. It was always like all or nothing. Like if I did anything that would like fuck it up, it would just none of none of the healthy options that I had picked like within the last week would have been worth it. I don't know. You, it doesn't always have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Moderation and balance is so important. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the hardest things to learn in this life because, I mean, that also makes me think of body image issues. It's like, uh, you just feel like you'll lose all of your progress in two seconds, but that's not how it works. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to get too much into the body image issues of it all, but it's more unhealthy than to just find the moderation and the balance in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that like saying resonates in my head when it comes to things like healthy habits and all, well, healthy habits, I guess exercise ties into this as well. But sometimes my approach to like exercise would be like, Oh, if I can't get in like the workout that I was like intending today, it's not worth just doing like a quick like 10 or 15 minute workout like it's not worth it. But now as I've gotten older and as like life has become a little bit more unpredictable, I'm like, no, that 15 minute workout is so much better than just like not doing anything and then feeling like shit because you didn't do anything because you couldn't get your like 45 minute lift session in, you know, like Mm -hmm. we don't always have the luxury of time and something, you know, is better than nothing. Yeah. I feel like that's a lesson I'm still learning too in specifically like the health sphere, but that is that goes for anything. I think I see people with that mindset all the time and I always think like, I just think that they would be much happier if they could just like take it a little bit easier on themselves mm-hmm. and not feel like they have to go 100 all the time. Otherwise, it's like all or nothing because that's just not realistic. It's not real life. Yeah. And it's something I remind myself too, like that's not reality. Like... I don't have to be like with like anxieties sometimes it's I think like oh if I do one bad thing you know or like one unhealthy thing whatever that may be like oh is that bad is it this it's like that's not life that's not real life like mm-hmm. we're we're existing in this life and and it's not that deep <laughs> well that was uplifting that went a lot of different directions like we started with personal finance and career and then we ended with good old life yeah Shay definitely came with some some good heavy hitters and I think I had some of the more like superficial ones but no regardless (laughs) it made for a good convo and it showed like all the different sides of our brains and our thinking yes and I hope it I think it was uplifting so I hope it made made you feel a little bit better today well that's all we have for today We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We're happy to be back here in 2024, even though this is now our third episode of the year, our first time recording this year. So we look forward to the year ahead. If you guys want to keep up with us on social, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Delusional AF Podcast. And we would really, really appreciate if you guys can leave us a review. We'd like to know what you guys think of the podcast so far. Um, Any feedback is welcome. 
more welcome if it's kind and gentle. Um, but constructive feedback is always welcome as well because we do want to just continue to do better and better every week and give you guys the best episodes that we can. But yeah, thank you guys so much and we will talk to you next week. Love ya. Bye. Bye.